0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Summit Church on Wednesdays. You know, um, summer is ending. The kids are all back in school, and the kids are thinking about all the work that they, all the schoolwork they have to do, and the parents think about all the work they have to do to get the kids to school and to supervise their homework and get their work in. And we think a lot about work at this time of the year. <laughs> you know, I was brought up to work. At a young age, I did household chores and was some to some extent responsible for childcare for my three young, youngest siblings. A cousin of mine remembers coming to our house from out of town um, one Saturday morning for a weekend visit. It was in the morning and I answered the door and I was probably, probably between 10 and 12 years old, probably 10 or 11. And I had the three youngest kids up dressed and I was feeding them breakfast. My parents were still in bed <laughs> and my relatives were aghast. When I was younger than that, probably eight years old, I had hurt my wrist when I fell off my bike. I had to continue doing the dishes despite severe pain in my wrist. Weeks went by and my parents eventually took me to the doctor and found out that I had fractured my wrist several weeks before. Um, but all of those weeks that I was crying in pain, I still had to do my work um, with a broken wrist. There was no grace or compassion in my household for my pain. Work, work, work was what mattered. I started babysitting for other families when I was probably 11 or 12. I had a full-time babysitting job the summer that I was 14, nine hours a day, five days a week. So I was trained to work. I guess it's because my, maybe because my father always had to work to help support his family. He started working when he was five years old, if you can believe that, but a lot of people back then did, all the family members did work. He delivered newspapers, and he saved up enough money to buy a bicycle, and then he got two newspaper routes. He shined shoes, and later, still as a child, he worked in the cheese factory in the local town. So I grew up with my whole being revolved around work. My relatives sadly called me Cinderella because my father and stepmother made me the workhorse of the house, and my older brothers had to work, work, work too, and when I started college, my workload shifted to my younger sister, and we had nine people in our family, by the way, so there were a lot of people and a lot of things to take care of, but you know, it's really good to have a great work ethic and to be competent and responsible and get things done. But rest and relaxation is also important. And to be a balanced person, you need to be able to do both. God is our greatest example. In the book of Genesis, it says, And on the seventh day God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. Then God blessed the seventh day and sanctified it, because in it he rested from all his work, which God had created and made. So, um, even God himself has a day to rest and uh, a day that's called holy and it's for our refreshment and our uh, uh, relaxation. Um, working all the time isn't healthy for you in any way. It's not healthy for me. It's not healthy for you in any way. It's not what God wants for our life. It's important to take regular times to rest and times to be quiet, times to meditate on the word of God to pray and to listen to God. It's also important to take those rest times and, and and take a break and develop our family relationships and other friendships. Do you know that Jesus knew the importance of rest? You know you might think, you know, well Jesus knew he had three years on this earth. He was going to just work all the time to to preach the gospel and to let everybody know the good news. But no, he took time to rest too. In Mark 6 verse 30, It says the apostles gathered around Jesus and reported to him all that they had done and taught. So the disciples were working too. In verse 31, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. So they went away by themselves in a boat to a solitary place. So Jesus knew the importance of rest. He knew the importance of his disciples resting. So rest and relaxation is part of a balanced life. God loves us and cares about us and wants us to rest. This goes for our mind and our body, but also for our spiritual life. When Jesus was here on this earth, uh, many of the Jewish peoples felt they had to work very, very hard to be pleasing to God. Um, the feast, the ceremonies, the sacrifices, the rituals, um, and all these things that were added on top of all that, uh, by the Jewish, by the Pharisees, um, rules and regulations and all kinds of things that Pharisees imposed. They felt like their work, they had to work for their salvation and work to please God. It was a really heavy burden that nobody could really accomplish. And there was no spiritual rest. Bill Bright has said working constantly may be be visible proof that deep inside we do not trust God. So if we feel like we have to work all the time, work spiritually all the time, maybe it shows that we're not really trusting God. You know, we're sometimes faced with the problem that that the Jews during Jesus' time were faced with. You know, I was brought up in a denomination that had many uh, things that you had to do to earn eternal life. There was even when I was really young, you could even buy what was called indulgences to help other people out of purgatory. Um, that's that's a work that you do uh, for someone else's salvation. Um, well, we subsequently, because of all this, we feel like we have to do things to work to please God. Thoughts bombard us sometimes. Like, did we pray enough? Did we read our Bible enough? Did we serve in the church well enough? Did we give enough to the poor? And on and on and on, our thoughts can go. But God has an answer for that, and it's a good one. In Hebrews 4, verse 9, it says, There remains then a Sabbath. Rest for the people of God, for anyone who enters God's rest also rests from his own work, just as God did from his. Let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest, so that no one will fall by faith fall by following their example of disobedience so God has a place for us in him that is a place of rest it's a place where we don't have to work for things we don't have to work to please God but how do we enter that rest by totally and completely trusting in what Jesus did for us just just falling back on the assurance of what Jesus did for us In Ephesians 2, verse 2, in the NLT Bible, it says, Once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins. You used to live in sin, just like the rest of the world, obeying the devil, the commander of the powers of the unseen world. He is the spirit and the work of the hearts of those who refuse to obey God. All of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. But God is so rich in mercy, and He loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins, He gave us life when He raised Christ from the dead. It is only by God's grace that you have been saved, for He raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with Him in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ Jesus, so God can point us, uh, so God can point to us in all future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of His grace and kindness toward us, as shown in all He has done for us who are united with Christ. God saved you by His grace when you believed, and you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. Verse nine. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done, so none of us can boast about it, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ, so we can do the good things he had planned for us long ago. See, we don't have to work to be pleasing to God. God sees us in Jesus Christ. He sees us through the blood of Jesus Christ, and because of that, we are pleasing to him. And we don't always have to be worried that we're doing everything right. You know, it's important to obey God and, and walk in love and do the things that God's told us to do. But it, it shouldn't be a striving after, after uh, getting in God's good graces because we got in God's good graces because of Jesus Christ. So we can rest in knowing that God has given us his salvation as a free gift. All we have to do is believe in his son, Jesus Christ. We can rest in all of the precious promises of God. We can rest in his love and forgiveness. So my message to you today is to rest. Be sure you take time in your life to rest your mind, rest your body, and also rest your spirit in the love of God. So I hope this has helped you. If you've never uh, believed and put your trust in Jesus Christ, I encourage you to do that today. Repent of your sins. And put your faith in Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And hey, if you do that, be sure to share that with someone. Tell someone what you've done. Let us know and we would be glad to send you a Bible. Well, um, you all have a good week and rest in the Lord. Bye-bye.